0: Was in the TSK show fantasy football league, so that was kind of nice. Thank you, Julio
1: Jones. Uh, I was hey, so so my two my two wins out of the uh, that is two and seven record are both in the TSK show. So I (laughs) took.
0: Well, I mean, I was glad I was able to get the W this week and keep Steven, aka Team Sneezy, winless. And now I'm sitting at uh, an even three and three. So that's pretty nice. I'm I'm one and five though in the Valley Village Invitational. And then I'm two and four in the league of fools, coming off a loss by .14. Thank you, Tyreek Hill, for only getting wow. five and a half points on Monday Night Football. I literally lost by .14 points. It was awful.
1: Hey, but if you're at five hundred in the TSK show league, you're you're uh, you're looking good. You got the money. You got the money in sight.
0: Yes. No. I mean, listen, the TSK show league is very competitive, and I mean my other leagues they're they're pretty competitive too i'm everyone else is either 500 or better there's only me and like one or two other teams that are under 500 so i mean everybody that i play fantasy football with takes it pretty seriously and that's that's always what makes it fun we don't have people that just trash their lineups if if they get a bad record early on in the season or they just give away players on a fire sale so everyone takes it pretty seriously so we we keep each other in check
1: Yes, sir. I'm ready to bring home this championship already.
0: <laughs> yeah, I know. I know you want to bring home the trophy, but uh, all right, you got the TSK show power rankings ready to
1: go. Yes, sir. All I right. mean, outside of my usual dilemma at number ten, I'm gonna. <laughs> uh, I'll I'll open it up with. I'll, I'll give you a, a peek behind the curtain as to what I'm dealing with here. Um, so I'll take a little bit more time on ten. I'll rush through the last nine, but at number ten, man, it's tough because. I think there's a small there's – a, there's a group – there's a handful of teams that have really good records. I mean, like, uh, for you know, the teams are Cleveland, Chicago, Arizona, the Los Angeles Rams, and the Colts. All the, all five of those teams have really good records, but they all have really bad losses on their resume as well. So, it's it's kind of like, all right, whose who's big loss are you going to, like, not think about the most? And so um, – Today I'm gonna to go. I'm gonna roll with your Rams. Yes, I'm going to roll with let's the Rams. go. I'm gonna roll with the Rams for one more week. You know, I really, you know me. I really wanted to put Cleveland in that spot, um, but after, I just can't. You know, I can't see that game that they played against Pittsburgh and put them in the top ten anymore. You know, even though I have Pittsburgh as a very very good team, I I I can't watch that loss and and put the Browns in my top ten. So I'm gonna roll with the Rams. Um, I think Indianapolis would probably be the popular vote uh, between the masses, um, but uh, I'm going to go with the Rams at number ten. Uh, coming off the bad loss, I think that they uh, it's it's not it's not panic time. They're in a good position in a really tough NFC West. Uh, they just you know I think that Seattle will take care of Arizona, and, and you know if Los Angeles can take care of business this week, which is a big matchup against Chicago. Uh, they'll be in second place for the NFC West and, and a wild card slot. So, uh, I like the Rams at number 10. Number nine, I got the Buffalo Bills. This team's kind of just, uh, you know, they, they were 4-0, lost two in a row. Um, you know, they did lose to two, two pretty good teams. But uh, on a 2-0 skid, I got, I got to put them at number nine. And I got to have Tennessee at number eight above them, purely because Tennessee beat Buffalo – um, those teams are pretty neck and neck in my in my eyes. Uh, I don't see a huge difference between Tennessee and Buffalo, but right now Tennessee is undefeated. Uh, they're looking really really impressive. I'm not super I, I'm not super sold on them being a Super Bowl contender, but as of right now they're they're a problem. Uh, coming in at number seven, I got the three and two New Orleans Saints. Uh, this is purely off of kind of just you know knowing who the Saints are. I know three and two is the the worst record in my top ten, but um they still they there's still the guys that, that we that we know from the past. It's still Drew Brees, it's still Sean Payne. Now Kamara is having a dominant season. Um and I think when Michael Thomas gets back in there, they're gonna be they're gonna be close to getting over ten wins again this year. And and always a Super Bowl contender when you got a quarterback coach combo like that. Coming at number six, I got another team coming off a bad, bad loss, and that's Green Bay Packers at four and one. Now I got Tampa Bay at number five at four and two, and purely that's another grouping like Tennessee and Buffalo. I'm purely going to give the edge to Tampa right now because they beat Green Bay in an impressive fashion. Um, so I'm going I'm to give them the edge. I, I think Tampa Bay and Green Bay are both Super Bowl contenders. They're are the two biggest threats to Seattle right now as far as the NFC title goes, uh, and Tampa Bay is only going to get better. I don't I don't I don't see Green Bay dropping off at all. They'll probably be around the twelve win mark. Uh, coming in number four, I've got the ball. I've got the uh, sorry. I've got the Pittsburgh Steelers, five and zero. I think a lot of teams could even have this. I think people could have them one two three four anywhere in that mix. I'm not going to argue. Um, they look dominant. They're well-rounded. They're a defensive-minded franchise. Ben Roethlisberger bounced back from injury well. Um, they have a ton of offensive weapons, and they're undefeated right now. Uh, they're they're a 100% a contender for the title. So at number three, I got their division foe, the Baltimore Ravens. I got the Baltimore Ravens slightly ahead of the Steelers still. I know the Steelers have come out impressive out the gates, but I still think that Lamar Jackson – um, their offensive weapons and their defense are just a tad better than what Pittsburgh's got going on. And really, I, it probably comes down to just Lamar Jackson right now over Roethlisberger. Um, then coming out at number two, I've got the Seattle Seahawks at 5-0 coming off the bye. Um, I look for Seattle to get a, a, a big win on Sunday Night Football now against Arizona. Um, it's a division foe, and, and Arizona's hot. So, Kyler Murray's looking like the next Russell Wilson, and I think Russell needs to, to put these guys to bed. And then the number one team in the league, I think, of course, unanimously is the Kansas City Chiefs adding a Le'Veon Bell moving forward. They're going to be even more unstoppable. And I think that the rumors, you know, tied around Seattle and A.B., I think that it got a lot more serious when Kansas City, beat Le'Veon, when Kansas City signed on because I think – Seattle is really only looking at Kansas City in this league right now. So uh, Kansas City is the mark, and that's my top ten. All right. Well, the only
0: thing I wanted to touch on, and I figured we'd get it out of the way now instead of talking about Baltimore when we talk about the teams on buy when we do the picks of the week. But uh, Minnesota trading Yannick Ngakwe to Baltimore for two draft picks, one third rounder in this upcoming draft, and then a conditional fifth rounder in 2022 – He's on his third team in three months now. He's from Maryland, went to Maryland, and then got drafted by Jacksonville. Baltimore has been trying to trade for him this whole time basically and finally got a deal done and it reunites him and Clay's Campbell on that D line. So I mean, look out for Baltimore's defense. What what are your thoughts on that trade?
1: Um, it's 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 their version of Le'Veon Bell. You know, it's their version of if Seattle were to go after Antonio Brown or Tampa Bay going after Leonard Fournette, I mean these Super Bowl, these Super Bowl caliber teams are trying to make moves to take it over the top. It's not like the NBA, I think, as far as superstars just just it's a lot easier to make trades, you know what I mean? And these super teams can add even more superstars. Where it's like a lot of these players, if they went to a team that was in the middle of the road, they would take them over the top and turn them into a playoff team, but. um, you know Super Bowls are hard to come by. Uh, there's a new. It seems like there's a new champ every year, and this makes Baltimore scary good. I mean, I think on paper they've got to have the best defense in the league.
0: Yeah, and I mean, you just you look at teams that are in the hunt, and they're always trying to to make moves that are going to push them over the top. And this is really Baltimore pushing their chips in the middle, saying we're all in on this year. And Kansas City getting Le'Veon and potentially seattle getting antonio brown it's like these teams they're they're just trying to make moves to push them over the top and, and get that super bowl in february
1: yeah and there's going to be more you know and seattle's made moves like this in the past um you know and sheldon richardson percy harvin so it's like it's not even if the antonio brown thing doesn't come through we see these type of moves throughout you know uh, throughout the years, and it, it's it's not necessarily weird, but it's just scary, you know. When these when these good football players they're on bad teams, they kind of get forgotten about for just a happy a year. They get traded to a dominant team. It's like, oh shit, here we go again.
0: Yeah, totally. But all right, now before we make our picks of the week, this segment of the Sports Kingdom Show is sponsored by jay Diamond Estates for all of your real estate needs here in the Los Angeles area. Contact Jacob Diamond at eight one eight. Four five one eight five three nine, or you can check out his website jdiamondestates.com, D R E number zero two zero six eight three one one. All right, uh, I'll say Jacob's record since he's not here. First, he went eight and six last week, so he's now sixty one and thirty. Tyler, what was your record last week for the? Oh yeah, week? I
1: nodded it up with Jacob. I went nine and five. I'm sixty one and thirty
0: you're 61 and 30 as well yep so jacob went eight and six you went nine and five
1: don't don't tell me you went ten and four
0: <laughs> i went ten and four so we're all 61 and 30
1: that's solid as fuck man
0: that's <laughs> it i like it we're doing very well for ourselves this year we need to we need to really start putting money on this i, I don't know why we haven't well, started doing that
1: yeah, we might we might have to uh we might have to start taking spreads to kind of get some disparity here.
0: Yeah. So uh we'll we'll have to try and shake things up, but In
1: fact, in fact, do you yeah, there's two games that I want to decide based on the spread because I don't know them. Do you have the spreads or no?
0: I have them as of last night when I did my um, Okay, all right. Notes. I can gonna, I can bring them up.
1: There's two, yeah, there's two games I want you to bring up the spread. Okay. Pittsburgh and Green Bay. All
0: right. Well, I'll, I'll bring them up right now, and you write them down. All right. So Pittsburgh and Tennessee is Tennessee minus one.
1: Wow. Okay.
0: And then Green Bay is – why can't I find their game? Oh, okay. Green Bay minus three and a half.
1: All hey, right, games. All right, let's do it.
0: Okay. All right, so it is 3.25 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on Thursday, October 22nd. We're trying to get this in before the Thursday night game between the New York Giants and the Philadelphia Eagles kickoff. This is a battle for first place, Tyler. The Giants coming off their first W of the year. They are 1-5. Philly coming off a two-point loss to Baltimore. Uh, Philadelphia is coming in at 1-4. I'm not really sure what's going on with Philadelphia and their quarterback situation. They they're throwing Jalen Hurts out there in certain yeah, packages. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. you are. You just don't want to say it. <laughs> well, I mean,
0: Carson you, Wentz is clearly you know on his way up. out. Huh? Carson Wentz is clearly on his way out. Bingo. So you
1: just, so, so don't say you don't know what's going on. Listen to your gut. <laughs> All
0: right. Well, I got Philly winning this game tonight. I think that they're going to take control of first place in the NFC East. Uh, obviously, the Giants, they're riding high coming off the first victory of the year, but they are still missing Saquon Barkley, Daniel Jones at quarterback. There's still some questions with that. And Joe Judge, as a, a first-year head coach, going up against uh, Doug Peterson of the, the Eagles, I think Doug Peterson's going to to will his team – not will his team to victory because he's the coach he's not really having an effect on the field besides calling plays but i think philly wins
1: no no he's car again you're 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 not trusting you're you're saying the right things he will absolutely i i 100 agree with you he will will this team to victory that's that is the x factor that's what coaches do they prepare your team through will and uh i think i think you got the you got the eagles on point you gotta trust your gut here. Right. I I I want, I but I I one hundred I one hundred percent I one hundred percent agree with you. It's Doug Doug Peterson's coaching ability and and just the franchise's foundation as a whole is why I'm taking Philly.
0: All right, well, Jake Jacobs on Philadelphia as well, so we're all on the Eagles for this game. Uh, moving on to the Sunday slate of games. Uh, just a quick note before we get into them: uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and Las Vegas Raiders were supposed to play on Sunday night. They are now going to be moved to the afternoon, and the Seattle Seahawks and Arizona Cardinals are now going to be Sunday night. So we'll get to those games in this a little. Is... What's up?
1: That's a that's a makeup call for last year for screwing us out of our Sunday night game last year.
0: Uh well, I don't know if it has to do with that. I think it more has to do with the entire O line of the the Raiders being on the COVID list. And well, the production when crew, Seahawks,
1: when you're a Seahawks fan, it's a, it's a makeup call. <laughs> All
0: right. Well, you'll, you'll take any victory you can get, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. So the first game on Sunday, we are going to talk about is the Detroit lions coming off a big win over the Jacksonville Jaguars. They're coming in at two and three. They're going down to the ATL to take on the Falcons, not the Hawks. I, I'll get it right this <laughs> week. Uh, I listened back to that and I just could not stop laughing. Uh, the Falcons. That,
1: that, that was pretty good. I tried to, I tried to hit you a couple of times.
0: <laughs> the Falcons are coming in at one and five. They're coming off the first W of the year for them after their head coach and GM were fired. Julio got his first two touchdowns in a while. And that helped me get a fantasy football victory. So that was nice. Um, But. I have the Falcons winning this game still. I think they, Matt Ryan and Julio Jones, are on a warpath. They are out to prove everybody wrong. Uh, they still obviously believe themselves as a top quarterback, wide receiver duo in the league. And, I mean, listen, they have every right to think that. they, The yardage, at least, is there. It, it doesn't always show up in the end zone, but they, they still put up numbers. And, I mean, Detroit is still... An up and down team i'm not really sure what to expect from them each week so they they beat a jacksonville team who's really gone through a lot of turmoil this year so that was kind of expected so i got the falcons getting their second w of the
1: year yep i like the i like the falcons too um i like most of the things you said you know when it comes to julio it's just a style of play thing with the touchdowns you know mount ryan and julio are as prolific as the combination of the NFL has ever seen. No cap, and you know between the twenties, which is where you know that's where you know drives start, not necessarily you know where they begin, but or where they end, but that's where drives start. He dominates when you get inside the twenty. It's a different dynamic as far as like the amount of field you have to work with. Yeah, you play a different all game. All of a sudden, those double teams. I mean, Julio Jones's touchdown numbers more reflect what the other team's defenses were doing, not necessarily his skill level. I mean, Keyshawn Johnson was the same way. He, he was a guy that dominated between the 20s, massive yardage. The touchdowns ne- weren't necessarily always his thing. I mean, he had big touchdown seasons, but that wasn't consistently what he was doing. Um, I like that the Atlanta has got new blood in there, new coaches, um, and and I think that they they have good names on top of you know, the Ryan Julio connection, which is really where their franchise is kind of foundation stars. So uh, I like the Falcons.
0: Yep. And Jacob is on the Falcons as well. Next, we got the battle of Ohio. We got the Cleveland Browns coming in at four and two coming off a blowout loss to the Pittsburgh Steelers. They're going to Cincinnati to take on the Bengals. Bengals coming in at one, four and one. They lost by four to the Colts last week i have cincinnati getting this victory i think that there is a lot going on in cleveland i think a blowout loss the way it happened against pittsburgh that's really demoralizing there's a lot of question marks surrounding baker mayfield and his future with cleveland there's questions about odell beckham jr requesting a trade and jarvis landry wanting out as well there's just there's a lot going on that it could just really derail this entire Browns season and it could be started by this blowout loss by the Pittsburgh Steelers. So I got Joe Burrow winning this game for the Bengals. I think that even with Joe Mixon being questionable with the injury, I think that the rookie finds a way to get it done.
1: See, a PTSD with the Browns organization, you don't trust it. So any signs of, trouble it's like oh fuck here we go again well know? it's
0: the browns i mean look at their track record yeah, no
1: i know i understand that's what i'm saying it's like you, what what reason do you have to trust any other ideas than that you know uh um,
0: but you're gonna go the opposite i feel
1: i'm gonna go the opposite because first of all i i, I throw up the defense with baker i'll get to that in a, I, I, i'll get to that in a sec but uh, i'm not gonna hit the panic button off of ball lost to pittsburgh they're, 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 they're this is like their big brother, I, you know what I'm saying, this is like the Patriots stomp of the Jets. It's just like what happens um, and so I you know, they're four they're a four and 2 football team. This is the Cleveland Browns. I mean, if if they won four games, you know, in a season, like that was kind of what was expected. So, they're on pace to make the playoffs. I see them as a playoff team. Now, what they what they can't do is panic and and do all this I will say though, now this is kind of like contradicting what I just said about the, the Browns being in a good spot. I do feel like Odell should probably request a trade. And vice versa, I think the, the Browns should trade him. I don't necessarily yeah. think it's a great fit. I, I don't. I don't. I think that Odell is a special talent. He I needs a better he's quarterback. Mark, he's Randy Moss in Oakland. You know what I'm saying? Like this, It's just it's a, it's a shame to see. It just doesn't work. Now I'm going to get to my – now I want to get to Baker real quick. I'm taking the Browns to win this game because uh, I think they're a better football team. They have much more talent. Uh, Baker's dealt with a lot, you know. Like I've always bring up, it's three coaches in three years. People don't understand what it's like to have to learn a new offense every single year. So every single week one, he's had a new offense. You know what I'm saying? And so that means – at the end of the year, he has to scrap everything he knows and learn something new every single year, and it's it's the difference between him and guys like Goff and Wentz, and you know, and these guys that have it, and Lamar Jackson and and Patrick Mahomes and, and Russell Wilson that have this like steady, same 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 faces, same plays, same playbook. It's you can you can build off that. So I think that Baker's faced a lot more adversity than. And people realize. I know that, that his game didn't look pretty, but I think this kid's really talented, and I think he's going to have his day in the sun uh, one of these days. And and people are going to realize, like, okay, this kid, this kid is the real deal. He he, I think he is going to be the one that fights off the Browns' kind of curse and and maybe win a playoff
0: game. Yeah, I mean, well, I mean, yeah, it, it is very tough when you have to go through three offenses in three years. And then, I mean, I'll contradict myself as well. Another thing the Browns have going really well for them, especially going against a rookie quarterback in Joe Burrow, is the defense. So, I mean, yeah, Miles Garrett it's is a, good, a beast.
1: I think it's a good football team. I think that people, you know, rightfully so have the Browns PTSD. They're never going to trust it. They're never going to bet on the Browns. And then I think that people don't like Baker. And and the fact that Bakers had to struggle through adversity gives everybody the reason to kind of throw him under the bus and dis- discount him, discount his abilities. Uh, if he was, I just I truly believe that if he has two maybe three years with the same coach, you're going to see a, a top notch quarterback that could that can take you to the AFC Championship game. Yeah,
0: I mean, well, only only
1: time will tell. But, only time will tell. I'm going to stay defensive with Baker, and I'm going to ride with the Browns this week.
0: Well, Jacob is riding with you as well. He's he's got the Browns. I'm I'm the only one on the Bengals. I I'm trying to to create some distance here in the in the standings between the three of us. If
1: you're going to pick a game to get some distance, I think this is the game.
0: Yeah. Now. The next matchup we got, uh, we kind of talked about them already because they beat down on the Cleveland Browns, but we got the number four team in the TSK Show Power Rankings, the Pittsburgh Steelers, coming in at 5-0. and 0. They're going to Tennessee to take on the number eight team in the TSK Show Power Rankings, the Tennessee Titans, also coming in at 5-0. and 0. This is obviously the battle of the undefeateds, and it's the postponed game from week four that got postponed because of the Titans COVID-19 outbreak. Um, And one thing that I think you forgot to mention, or maybe just it didn't really matter in your deciding of where they placed in the power rankings, but Pittsburgh losing Devin Bush with uh, an ACL tear is a big loss for them. But, I mean, Big Ben looks great. Chase Claypool, they're going to keep using him. He's a a Swiss Army knife.
1: He's unreal good football teams can sustain an injury it's not necessarily like basketball where you know yeah. so it's once it's one 50 year team or more um, and, and that's kind of the mark of a good football team everyone's got to lose somebody basically I mean that's not a law per se but it's 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 damn close yeah and, and, um, and, and that that is a big loss but uh, Pittsburgh is is built to battle through this kind of shit
0: and they still got guys like tj watt and bud dupree and minka fitzpatrick oh, well, their,
1: their edges their edge guys are are maybe the best in the league oh yeah so. without a doubt it's gonna make and then to, to have someone like cameron hayward i mean they got so many guys to absorb blocks so it's just like those those linebackers are gonna have doesn't matter who's playing they're gonna be set up for success due to the strength of the defensive line and the edge
0: yeah but i mean I'm very interested to see what that defensive line and edge is going to be able to do against Derrick Henry in the run game of the Tennessee Titans. I still have Pittsburgh winning this game. I think this could ultimately be game of the week, depending on how some of the later games go, but uh, it's the battle of the undefeated. So it's, it's bound it's to be a good game. show.
1: And this, this is why I asked for the spread of this game. This was the, you know, one of the two games I had struggles pick and absolutely could be game of the week material. Tennessee is, is a threat i mean when you could run the football and control the line of scrimmage they and now that now that dallas is all universe offensive line is just completely obliterated uh tennessee could have the best line of the game yeah um, so, so
0: they did lose know, taylor so, Luan, though to uh to an no, acl injury
1: uh, yep and he's a stud he, he's 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 a certified stud but it, it the, their style of play and their their play calling and and Derrick Henry and all this, uh, they're still a dominant line of scrimmage team. Yeah. Um, but ultimately, I, I I got the Pittsburgh Steelers winning this game. I'm going to roll with them as of right now.
0: Yep. And J- Jacob is also going with Pittsburgh as well. So we'll move on to the NFC South. We got the Carolina Panthers coming in at an even 500. They lost by a touchdown to Chicago. They're going down to the Big Easy to take on the New Orleans Saints, the number seven team in the TSK Show Power Rankings, coming in at three and two. Saints coming off a bye. Question mark surrounding Michael Thomas's status with the game. Uh, I think it might be even a separate injury than what he was out for before.
1: <laughs> what do you mean, like an attitude problem?
0: No, well, no. I don't know if it's an attitude problem, but I know he. I know that he might have either re-aggravated or injured
1: something else
0: that there's – he's questionable for, was, for this I was, game. I was kind but, of
1: just making light of the reason why he missed last game. Which yeah. They, they didn't care if he was injured or not. Yeah. And I – but,
0: I mean, that's hey, – They're,
1: they're going to take it slow. You know what I mean? Yeah. They're, they're going to they're gonna give him as, as much time as possible. So, uh, I think every week from here on out, it's going to be – Michael Thomas is going to play. If he doesn't, it's just because he's not 100%.
0: Yeah, and they're still obviously in the hunt for the NFC playoffs, so it's. I'm not yeah, too worried I mean, about I New still, Orleans.
1: I still think that Tampa Bay has a ton to has a lot to worry about as yeah. far as winning that conference.
0: For sure, it's definitely uh, up for grabs that division.
1: Yeah, and and, and New Orleans has has a uh, has a great matchup this week to, to get a dub. So
0: yeah, and I th- I think they do. I just. It goes back to what we were talking about with with the Eagles and Doug Peterson going up against Joe Judge. It's Sean Payton going up against Matt Rule. And is Christian McCaffrey going to play this week?
1: I highly doubt it. Exactly. I, I, I don't see. I don't see any reason to rush him back. He, he's your franchise. Um, New Orleans is is kind of you know they've they've played the worst out of the good teams that we thought coming in. They're kind of the opposite of the Steelers. I mean, yeah. people weren't sure about the Steelers. They're they're crashing it. People were sure about New Orleans. They're struggling. Yeah, so... I got I, New Orleans up. I, 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 I still do. I think New Orleans, I mean, I got to pick them basically week in, week out. They're going to be at the 10-12 win mark.
0: Yeah. Jacob has the Saints as well, and I have them winning this game too. So we will move on to the AFC North. AFC East. 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 Thank you. East. I always get that confused. Uh all right, we got the Buffalo Bills going to take on the New York Jets. The number nine team in the TSK show Power Inkings. The Buffalo Bills coming off a loss on Monday night football by nine to the Kansas City Chiefs. And then the New York Jets, the Woely New York Jets at 0 and 6. No Le'Veon Bell anymore. Uh just for fun, Buffalo is favored minus 13 uh for this game so uh it's it's pretty self-explanatory here i got i got the bills winning this game jacob has the bills winning this game tyler i'm assuming you have the bills winning this game
1: yeah yeah gonna be a pretty boring game they're gonna take care of the ball probably won't be very high scoring still yeah. handle business
0: yep yeah. all right now we got uh the other nfc east matchup this week we got the dallas cowboys coming in at two and four after getting crushed By the arizona cardinals on monday night football they're going to the nation's capital to take on the washington football team who lost by one to the new york giants and it was also announced that they're going to be keeping the name the washington football team for at least one more season so i just thought i'd add that little tidbit um but dallas coming in at two and four i know they got crushed by arizona but i still think the cowboys are a better team than the Washington football team, even without Dak Prescott. Um, I think they're going to feed Zeke as as much as possible, even if Washington stacks the box. Um, but I, I got Dallas winning this game, and Jacob does as well.
1: Uh, I mean, I don't know why, but I have Dallas winning this game. I mean, <laughs> Zeke's got, Zeke, Zeke has to step up. I mean, this yeah. is where he's really got to cement his, his place in NFL history and be able to carry a team. I mean, there's no offensive line. There's no Dak. You've got weapons on the outside, and that's about it. Um, this team is completely obliterated, you know. All of those all pro linemen, all three of them are gone, Frederick, Zach Martin, and Tyron Smith, and and and, and um, Lael Collins, actually. And then, you know, Dak is out. So um, they're not the same football team. And so Zeke De- needs to be the guy to step up and he you know he had what was a heartbreaking game last game to basically lost in the game i mean they counted on him well he's he got played. to protect
0: the ball he's had five fumbles yep. in six weeks
1: Yep, and so and that yeah that and you cannot win and you can't play if you're doing that kind of stuff and and they need him to step up um but i mean uh, washington just doesn't have anything going for him right now so i, I i'm gonna go with dallas um on the namesake, though, I'm 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 down with them keeping keeping the football team uh, going for another year. You know, a lot of people bring up soccer. soccer I wouldn't be surprised. I
0: wouldn't be surprised if they just kept it permanently and were just like, you know, what we're just the Washington football team from now on.
1: And, and you know, I like it. I, I don't think there's anything wrong with it, especially because um, they kept the colors and then the fans. You know their their mascot wasn't really like Native Americans. I mean, their fans dress up like pigs. Yeah, you know what I mean. That that's their like. And now hey, they so. just
0: now it's just like a, a a red and gold like W.
1: Yeah, so they kept the colors. You know what I mean. And then and then so they they keep some, kind of some of the legacy. And then with their fans, I mean, their fans are going to be able to do what they were doing before. It's similar to like a dog pound in Cleveland. It's yep. it doesn't really have anything to do with the mascot. Um, so the fans have an identity, you know what I mean? They have pride and they have like something that, you know, sets them apart from everybody else. So, uh, I'm down with it all. I don't, I don't necessarily think they need a name.
0: Yeah. So, all right. Uh, Jacob also has the Cowboys. I can't remember if I mentioned that already or not. Uh, but the next game we got is the, uh, Oh, it's the other game you wanted to to check out, Tyler. The Green Bay Packers going down to Houston to take on the Texans. Uh, The Packers, their first loss of the year against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers got absolutely crushed. Houston, they're coming off a loss in overtime to Tennessee. Um, I got Green Bay winning this game. Aaron Rodgers, I think, is going to have a a big-time bounce-back game. And I think they're just going to – I think they're really just going to pick up right back up where they left off before Tampa Bay coming out, coming out of the bye. So it's, this seems like a pretty easy game for me, but listen, Deshaun Watson, Will Fuller, Brandon cooks, they could surprise us.
1: It's a better game than it looks. Yes, um, definitely. Just because of, Just because of, you know, Green Bay got off to the hot start and Houston got off to, to a horrible start. But, uh, Houston still has some players on the on both sides of the ball, as does Green Bay. But uh, I'm also going to go with Green Bay. You know, they are playing better right now. Uh, I do like Rodgers over anybody else in this game. So uh, I'm going to go with Green Bay.
0: Yep. And Jacob has the Packers as well. And then, like we mentioned um, a little bit ago, Tampa Bay and Las Vegas's game got moved to Sunday afternoon. Uh, so we will talk about them now the number five team in the tsk show power rankings the tampa bay buccaneers coming off the big win over green bay like we just mentioned tampa bay scored 38 unanswered points in that game they're coming into this uh matchup against the raiders at four and two vegas they're three and two coming off the bye but they are dealing with a covid-19 outbreak in their locker room the entire offensive line is on the covid list so I'm not really sure if this game even gets played. I, I definitely think, be tough. Yeah, I definitely think it's up in the air. So it's,
1: I, it's tough. I mean, that's your most important outside of the quarterback room. That's your most important unit. One hundred percent. It's a clear it's a clear disadvantage. But that's that's 2020 football for you. So yeah, um, the NFL is a is a is a freight train. So it, it doesn't stop for nobody. So I mean, look, but but. I will give it, They, if anybody can coach their way out of this, it's John Gruden. John <laughs> Gruden I have the utmost respect for. I think he's one of the, the best minds football's ever had. Um, but He's going to be facing too much to beat Tampa Bay right now. Tampa Bay's feeling good. I think, Especially Tampa the Bay, way they
0: looked against Green Bay.
1: Tampa Bay is who we thought they were. Um, they're only going to get better. Their playbook gets bigger and bigger every single week. Chemistry gets better and better every single week, uh, and they're going to be, you know, ten twelve win team looking at the Super Bowl.
0: Yeah, def- I mean, definitely uh, a chance at it.
1: Yeah, uh, the Raiders. There, I like. I think that uh, they have promise. I would be excited if I was a Raiders fan um, because of because of their coach and and what he's doing with the with the team. They play hard. They're prepared, uh, but this is a little too much adversity in my
0: opinion yep Jacob also has the Buccaneers winning this game Uh, so we will move on now to the AFC West we got the number one team in the TSK show power rankings the Kansas City Chiefs coming in at five and one they beat Buffalo on Monday Night Football they added Le'Veon Bell he was on the team for the Buffalo game but he didn't dress I got to assume he'll be out there for this game against the Broncos in the Mile High City Denver coming in at two and three off the upset victory over the New Orleans or New England Patriots. Uh, So, I mean, Kansas City is going to win this game going away, but I definitely think it was good for the Broncos, especially with dealing with the Melvin Gordon situation coming off of that and getting Philip Lindsay back against New England. It was good for them to get that win, but it's Kansas City is going to be too much for them.
1: Denver, yeah, I, I won't spend too much time on Kansas City because we all know the story there. I think yeah. they're going to win, but uh, Denver has been completely hamstrung by uh, you know quarterback play and an injury. Uh, now they've been—I feel like they they probably would have been able to sustain the injuries if they had good quarterback play. I think that. You know, John Elway might be just a little bit too close to the position. And, and he's had, I, I feel like he's done a horrible job. And, and I rarely am that critical of, you know, an upper manager guy, especially someone that I think overall is, is a good football mind. But his quarterbacks, it's been a horrible, horrible ride to paint Manny. I wish they would make a trade uh, and try to get one of these young guys you know, um, get Josh Josh Rosen to Denver. Wow. We just
0: said that at the same time,
1: Josh Rosen, Dwayne Haskins. I mean, there's, there's, you know, Ryan Fitzpatrick, if you want to
0: talk about Fitz magic in a little bit,
1: if you, if you feel like, you know, you're in a point where you can, there's, there's three wildcards, this team and and the AFC, I mean, it's completely up for grabs at this time. They have a couple of wins. They're, they're in a, they got, they're getting their, their two horse, um, Running back situation for the first time this week, and they're going to have Melvin Gordon, and Philip Lindsay on the field together. Uh, they, they, you know, they have great, they have a good defense. Off, you know, they have a good edge rush guy. Uh, they have some good things going for them, uh, but that quarterback play, man, is just too much of a too much of a hurdle to get over for them right now.
0: Yeah, so I mean, it's it's going to be tough for them going up against Kansas City. Jacob has the Chiefs winning as well. Um, it's I, I will say, though, I know we didn't spend a lot of time on him. I'm very excited to see what Le'Veon looks like with this Kansas City offense.
1: It's going to be fun. Yeah.
0: All right, the next matchup we got is the San Francisco 49ers coming off the big win over the Los Angeles Rams. Uh, the 49ers got back to an even 500 at 3-3. Three and three. They're going east up to Foxborough to take on the New England Patriots coming off the big loss to the Broncos like we just man- mentioned they did get Cam Newton back against the Broncos, but he just didn't look all that great uh, after missing some time with COVID-19, and and really the team just didn't look great. They're they're gonna have to figure something out on offense other than having Cam Newton be the center of the offense. So I'm I'm interested to see what happens there, but I think with the way that the Niners have been so up and down this year, I think Bill Belichick is is gonna be able to to get a victory for the Patriots this week. So I think the Patriots yeah. moved to 500 and the 49ers moved to three and four. Jacob is also, uh, or he's not also, he he's got the 49ers winning this game. So I got the Patriots, Jacob has go. the 49ers. Who do you have Tyler?
1: I got, I got to go with the Patriots on yep. this one. Uh, this is a weird, you know, yeah last weird year, game. Matchup, last year, this matchup would have been a super bowl, you know, like preview type of matchup. Um, this year, they're both kind of in the middle of the road, struggling to kind of you know figure out which way they're gonna which way they're gonna go this season. Um, but I like new I like New England New England better than San Francisco as a whole for sure.
0: Yep. All right. The next uh, matchup it's the last afternoon game. We got the Jacksonville Jaguars coming here to Los Angeles. The Jaguars coming in at one and five, coming off a loss to the Detroit Lions. They're they're in a tough hole now. And they're they're going to Los Angeles. They're coming here to play the Chargers. Coming in at one and four, they're coming off a bye. Uh, Justin Herbert was officially named the starter, uh, I believe, even before the bye week even started. started. So it's it's Herbert's team now, and and I got There's Herbert.
1: another guy, Tyrod. There's another guy that's available. Oh
0: yeah, definitely. Um. Oh wow. Sorry, I just got it. Twitter notification that Doug Christie liked one of my tweets that I was tagged in. That's kind of cool.
1: Hey, shout out, shout out, (laughs) uh, uh, Seattle, uh, Seattle kid. But more importantly, he's a small town kid from Southwest Washington went to like a, a one a school, which in California, I don't even know if they have a classification for, um, he he went to a tiny school and they, uh, Mark, uh, I believe it was Mark Morris. Now I'll be pissed. If I look it up and I was wrong, uh, but he transferred to Seattle, played at Beach the last two years. But that's dope, man! Shout out Doug Christie, Seattle yeah, legend. Yeah.
0: So he tweeted like four hours ago. What is the greatest basketball performance you've seen in person? And one of the hosts I work with, uh, Mr. Mo Kelly, here at uh, the radio station KFI AM six forty. I, I I work at his show on Saturdays and Sundays he said that the greatest basketball performance he's ever seen in person was david robinson's 71 against the clippers and michael jordan's 59 against the pistons at the palace on easter easter day in 1988 and then he tagged me and a couple other people to like be like oh what are your perform like best performances you've seen so i said i saw kobe drop 38 in the playoffs against the nuggets at staples in 2012 and I was at the home opener this season for LeBron James and Anthony Davis against the Jazz, and that was the tweet that Doug Christie liked.
1: That was dope, yep. dude. I saw. I saw, I was at the. I was at the Sunday night game where Sean Alexander I had five touchdowns in the first half.
0: Oh shit.
1: Yep. Big time. Yep. But all right, let's. Against the, Ra- against the Raiders, I believe. Tom. That that part. It's been a while.
0: Yeah. All right. That's, uh, let's get back to the Chargers and the Jaguars. Uh, like we were saying, Justin Herbert, it's officially his team now. He's the starter. I think he gets his first victory as a starter for the Chargers at home against the Jaguars. Like I said, for the Jaguars, they're in a tough hole now at one and five. Gardner Minshew's kept them in some games, definitely, but there have also been some timely, timely mistakes and, and really – like we said when we were talking about Ngakwe getting traded to the Ravens, there's just been a lot of turnover, a lot of a lot of distractions going on for that organization. So uh, I don't really see them getting a victory against the Chargers this weekend.
1: Uh, yeah, I, I, I think that this Chargers team has been – it's just, my God, and, and I know I said this all year last year too, but, God, they're on the brink of just being a really good football team – and Justin Herbert, I think he's going to take him over to the top. The last four games he's played, he's lost, but he's been competitive in all four of them. He's a young kid, and he's amazing throwing the football. So uh, I'd like the Chargers to win this game and, and hopefully get over the top as, as a playoff football team within the next year or two with Herbert.
0: Yeah, I mean, they just got to stay healthy. That's really the key for well, them.
1: Yeah, I mean, while they have Bosa and Ingram, you know, to get a good quarterback play out of a rookie contract, they could really make a play. You know what I mean? That's, yeah, that's were... the formula to, to make the Super Bowl is, you know, good rookie good rookie contract, quarterback play, um, you know, play well in the line of scrimmage, you you got a shot.
0: Yeah, their window is definitely closing, but uh it's they just gotta get healthy. But all it's right
1: either closing or it's just opening one of the two. Yeah. Which is why it's been such a teeter totter thing for them.
0: That's a good point. All right, the the Sunday night matchup now is the NFC West. It is a battle of the bird this, gang, the birds. Yes, the battle of the birds. We got the number two team in the TSK show power rankings, the undefeated Seattle Seahawks coming in at five and zero off the bye week. They're going down to the desert to take on the Arizona Cardinals coming in at four and two. They crushed Dallas on Monday Night Football. Kyler Murray was just running all over the place, throwing touchdowns, running them, running them in. He was going crazy. It was really fun to watch, um, but unfortunately that fun ends on Sunday night because Seattle is going to move on to 6-0, and it's a pretty easy call for me.
1: Yeah, it's a it's a, state, it's a it's a statement game. It's a bigger game for Seattle than people realize we get coming off the bye, so we got extra time uh, playing a young quarterback. But, uh, you know, he's had some time with his coach. He, he, they're, they're ready to go. Arizona's not – Going to back down to Seattle in one bit, but uh, Seattle's the better football team. Seattle's looking for a Super Bowl. I think you know this may be brash, but Seattle could win fourteen games this year. You never know. This could be the best Seattle team of the bunch, um, just because of you know you know before we were a defensive minded team. Russell was was young and be relying on Marshawn so much. Now it's Russell Wilson's team, and he's matured and flourishing. So this could be the best team we've ever had. And uh, also, I think, you know, Kyler really, you know, I said it earlier in the show, but Kyler really is the next, next, next up, next coming of for Russell sure. Wilson.
0: Is uh, Jamal Adams going to be ready to play for Sunday night?
1: It, it, it's, it's questionable, but I doubt he does. I doubt he plays. Interesting. Okay. And no, no rush. No, I mean, no reason to rush, you know what I'm saying? I think uh, uh, he has come out the bye, so he had that, that going for him. But uh, ultimately, I think they'll be more cautious than not with him.
0: And then your thoughts on Antonio Brown potentially getting signed by the Seattle Seahawks once his suspension uh, like is I up? Said,
1: like, yeah, I mean, obviously, that's just like, all right, let's just lock up this Super boring kind of move. But it, I think that it became much more serious when Kansas City picked up Le'Veon Bell. You know, it's. I think the Kansas City is the mark, and and Seattle's right there with them. Uh, and I don't know how you could guard A.B., D.K. Metcalf and Tyler Lockett. I mean, I just think. Oh my goodness. Be, I just think that would be completely <laughs> unstoppable with Russell Wilson's passing ability. Uh, but also, man, I'm. I, I. You know, if we don't take them, I'm like, good. You know, our 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 locker room's straight. We're undefeated. We don't necessarily need a reason to fuck up but if he comes in solid ready to play football then he only makes the staff more of a threat to win the super bowl and and you don't always get an opportunity to win a super bowl yeah
0: i mean when you said dk metcalf antonio brown and tyler lockett i mean that's that's a quarterback's dream so, is it not
1: all three of those guys are deep deep you know deep ball guys route runner guys versatile guys and Russell Wilson throws the best deep ball, you know. I mean, Russell Wilson had perfect passer rating with Tyler Lockett last year, and, and DK Metcalf is emerging as maybe the next Julio Jones, maybe the best receiver in the game. So, you come in and I AB, someone who has some familiarity with Russell, and will be able to, you know, translate because he's. I mean, he's so good. He's so talented. It's just where's his, where's his mindset right now? Um, if he's if he wants to play football and win games. And he he's not worried about all the exterior shit. Then let's do it. Yeah.
0: So all right, the uh, Jacob has the Seahawks for that game as well, and then the Monday night game is. Did you have the Chicago Bears in your top ten,
1: Tyler? No. Remember, I I said that I had like those five teams. That's that right. Were- That's right. Okay.
0: All right. I just couldn't remember where if they had made it or not but all right so this is sure. a bu- the bubble matchup i guess uh it's the chicago bears coming in at five and one and then they're coming here to los angeles to take on the los angeles rams the number 10 team in the tsk show power rankings the rams at four and two chicago did get a victory over carolina uh they're just going steady behind nick Foles. Uh, And then the Rams, they're coming off the bad loss to San Francisco. I'm expecting a big-time bounce-back game from the Rams. Um, Just from everything I saw on social media, because I'll be honest, I didn't watch the game. I was more focused on the Dodgers' Game 7 game against the Atlanta Braves and if they were going to make it to the World Series or not. Um, But from everything that I gathered on social media, it just was a lackluster performance all around from from the Rams and all, all facets of the game. So, so I'm expecting a big time bounce back game from the Rams, and and I think that they get the victory over Chicago.
1: Yeah, I think the Rams are uh, the better football team. You know, I'm not necessarily sure that Chicago can sustain the success, uh, but but I wasn't I wasn't really sure they could do it when they did do it two years ago, that first year with uh, Cleo Mack. Cleo Mack, you know that's that's a tough. You know, the Rams have a good, have some good, better alignment on that. You know, if you can match up with Whitworth, but uh, if Whitworth isn't guarding Mac, it's going to be fucking problems. Um, But also, I don't think Chicago has enough juice on, on the offensive side of the ball to beat the Rams.
0: Yep. And uh, Jacob is on the Rams as well. Uh, So that, that is all the games. Uh, I just had a couple notes on a the bye week teams obviously we got indianapolis colts at four and two they're on the bye the minnesota vikings at one and five on the bye the baltimore ravens the number three team in the tsk show power rankings uh they are on a bye at five and one and then the team that i wanted to talk about uh the last team on by the miami dolphins at three and three they benched Ryan Fitzpatrick and Tua Tagovailoa is officially in and the starting quarterback. And I want to officially commence operation, get Fitz magic
1: to Dallas. Oh God. Well, <laughs> uh, I mean, or Cleveland. I, I mean,
0: who knows? It's, I just feel bad for Fitzpatrick and the way that yeah. it all went down and, him finding out on a Zoom call with the rest of the team, not having a private conversation with the coach or the quarterback's coach, or just like all the quarterbacks, um, having a conversation in, in the quarterback room. Uh, I think, I, I guess I heard on the Pat McAfee show that uh, Ryan's kids found out on Twitter and then they told their dad kind of thing. And that's how it It was just all bad, the way the Dolphins handled this, in my opinion. And, and Fitzpatrick was very honest in a a press conference afterwards about his feelings about it. And he was like, you know, I feel like this job kind of got ripped out of my hands. I thought this was my team. Uh, He's one, he's questioning if he's ever going to start an NFL game again. Um, I don't really like the move that the dolphins are making, especially going into the bye week Um, I don't think two is ready in my opinion, but that's just me. What
1: what are your thoughts, Tyler? Uh, Well, first of all, I couldn't, I couldn't hate a move more than this type of shit. <laughs> I, I, it, it, it drives me fucking nuts. And, and it's why the, it's why I have a disconnect with ownership. Uh, even some, G, I mean, I, you know, I think this is an upper man, maybe the GM, but I think it's got to be an upper management um, ownership move. And if it's a coaching move, then I just, it's, that's even more frustrating, but this is just such a, this is just a, I I can't find an angle where this makes sense other than like two is your future. Um, But that, that, that could be true. They're coming off winning two in a row though. It's so much more than that. I mean, dude, I've, I've preached on this show uh, how much of a difference it makes when you can sit as a rookie, um, how much it makes a difference for a quarterback to have coaches multiple years in a row. I think that, People don't understand like the learning curve and how how, how much these guys have to learn. As of course, physically you could throw the ball, but there's so much more than that at that position. Um, you're the coach on the field, and and man, Fitzmagic Magic is playing great. He plays with passion. He makes football fun. Tua was their guy. No one, no one was no no one. Was under the assumption that he wasn't. This is purely just the impatient move, and and it's so stupid. You're just you. No one like you're only hindering to it. Like I, I would say, there's a five percent chance that he comes out and plays so good that they like make a playoff push. You know what I mean? Like if he does, like and he has. I think it is like you know it is a small possibility because I do feel like he's an extremely gifted player and I I've always said that he's going to be the best quarterback in this class even though I think Herbert's an amazing passer I think too has got the juice he's the one Um, he's the one for this franchise and you're just it's an unnecessary risk you could he could lose his confidence he could lose a bunch of games fans could turn on him Um, social media could turn on him. It, you know, if he comes out and plays a couple bad games, it's, it's just you had a quarterback and you're, the, you're ahead of the Patriots in the standings. Um, it just it doesn't make sense in any regards. You let you learn this year, and you have the ultimate teacher in Fitzpatrick to teach him the game. I mean, Fitzpatrick is such a willing teammate. You know what I mean? The only thing I hear about this guy is good when it comes to being a football player. Uh, and he's fun to watch, man. He gives your team a chance to win. Uh, it's 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 frustrating to say the least. And and I I hope the best for Tua, but I hope the worst for the Dolphins because <laughs> of shit like this. You're only putting the you're only putting Tua at risk. There's nothing necessarily the game. He's going to be your guy next year, regardless. Are you going to win the Super Bowl this year? No. Uh, it's just yeah, man. I, I keep, it, it's just unreal, unreal to me.
0: Yeah, no. I mean, you. I think you summed it up perfectly, and it's it's a mind-boggling move that I think a lot of people, at least outside the Dolphins organization, are questioning.
1: It's impatience, man. I mean, yeah, no, that's exactly two. what it is. Everybody, everybody wants you on the field. Everybody wants their guy. It's just, man, bring this guy along at the right pace and and set him up for success because he could be your fucking future. I mean, he could be an elite super bowl winning quarterback if you do it right i mean look at I, like i don't mean to pick on jared goff but it's like jared goff was brought up perfectly uh, you know even, even and he got screwed over system. by
0: jeff fisher in the beginning
1: it's like goff lamar patrick but like these guys were brought up perfectly and and look at the success they're having and 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 to a uh, you know you know who yeah, started it tyler
0: I, you know who started it I, uh, who? Seattle with Russell.
1: Well, no, Russell started game one. I'm saying, oh,
0: yeah, I'm I saying, guess. But I'm saying, like, and, and, putting the – I guess building Goff, the team.
1: But, yeah. golf, but, but I'm saying golf had, the, like, the same offense, the same coach, the whole ride. He didn't start game one, actually. I think it was Case Keenum.
0: Yeah, it was Case Keenum. But I was more uh, saying, like, just taking the moment by a stranglehold with the rookie quarterback and really putting a team around them. To to succeed.
1: Yeah, but, see, Russ is Russ is a, is an outlier. Of one I just don't. You know, I I I, I got to admit, like the year we won the Super Bowl, I was on social media saying that whole season Russ is going to be the reason why we didn't win it. Damn. But I, I was very critical of Russ in his first years in Seattle. Uh, I I didn't believe it, but turns out, you know, it's the things I it's thought. It's worked that out okay. Back, the things I thought held him back were actually his strengths. You know, I, I, it drove me crazy watching him hold on to the ball, but it's it's that's what he does. Yep.
0: But all right, uh, I think that wraps it up for the preview of uh, Week Seven in the NFL. So uh, let's hit the diamond. Always get to baseball and it's been really tough especially with all of the the major sports going on at the same time but the World Series is here the the sprint of a season the 60 game regular season has come and gone and the Dodgers are back in the World Series for the third time in four years they are facing off against the Tampa Bay Rays the series is currently tied one to one game three is tomorrow on Friday, a uh, couple facts for you real quick before uh I get into the game, the first two games. This is the Dodgers 21st appearance in the World Series as a franchise and the Tampa Bay Rays' second appearance. The last time the Rays were in the World Series was in 2008 when they lost to the Philadelphia Phillies and then the last time the Dodgers were in the playoff or in the World Series. Like I said, this is their third appearance in four years. Uh, they were in the two, 2017 World Series, losing to the Houston Asterix, and the Red Sox in 2018. And the last time the Dodgers won a World Series, that was in 1988. And after coming back from being down 3-1 in the NLCS to the Atlanta Braves, the Dodgers became the eighth team to win a league championship series after trailing in the series 3-1. The last four teams that have come back from a 3-1 deficit like that have gone on to win the World Series. So history is on the Dodgers' side. Tyler, I know there's a stat since you've moved to Los Angeles. What is that again with the Dodgers?
1: Eight straight, eight straight playoff appearances, and then eight straight uh, division titles world. too, and three, and, and three, uh, three World Series appearances.
0: <laughs> not bad,
1: not bad. Or, or two?
0: No, three, three. This is the third oh, since oh. you've moved here.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, are you saying there's another stat that I'm missing?
0: No, I was saying not bad in terms of those stats. That's oh, that's not pretty bad. impressive. I thought you
1: said not that.
0: Oh, oh, oh! I got you. I got you. See, this is a problem with, That's with my bad. not yeah, being no, in person. Yeah, no. I
1: mean, fuck. Shit. Yeah, eight like eight playoff They made the playoffs every single year I've been here, and they've been to three World Series now.
0: Yeah, so it's it's pretty incredible. So
1: I'm, I was born in '88, so I was really preaching that they were going to get it done while I was here. That would be been- the last time they, the last time they won. I was I, I was literally. I don't, like, they literally might have won it, like, on my birthday. I don't remember exactly what day they wanted, But it was, like, right around when I was born. So, I- I'm going to see it happen. Oh, yeah.
0: And, I mean, listen, we almost had a repeat of 1988, but the Oakland Athletics uh, kind of messed that one up.
1: Yeah, yeah. That, and that was the one where I thought, like, it was a. Uh, I I thought that was the one. <laughs> yeah. I was really on board with that one. Yeah.
0: So, all right. Uh, game one of the world series, the Dodgers did win. Uh, they won by a score of eight to three, uh, Cody Bellinger hit a home run and it was kind of funny when he hit a home run or when he hit the home run as he, as he crossed home plate and was getting back to the dugout, he did a foot tap celebration with all of, uh, his Dodger teammates because when he hit a home run in game seven of the NLCS, uh, the game that propelled the Dodgers into the world series, Bellinger was celebrating and he did like that forearm bump and literally like dislocated his shoulder from the bump because he was so excited. So he's, he's going to stick to the, the foot tap celebrations from now on. Did, did you get a chance to see that Tyler? I did it. Oh, it was funny. It was
1: great. Yeah, no, no, I I missed all the, the early stuff,
0: but all right. Um, Mookie Betts, uh had a pretty historic game one he stole second and third after drawing a big walk and he ended up scoring thanks to his aggressive base running it's the first time someone stole two bases in one inning in the world series since babe ruth did it Uh, and that was all part of a fifth inning where all nine dodgers batters came to bat in that inning and they scored four runs to break the game wide open and the MLB and Taco Bell had the steal a talk to- or steal a base, steal a taco promotion going, and so because Mookie stole a base, Taco Bell is giving everybody free tacos next Wednesday. Uh, he also did it two years ago as a member of the Red Sox in the 2018 World Series against the Dodgers. So he's the the first two-time free tacos uh, sure. steal a base champion of the MLB. And then Mookie Betts also followed it up with hitting a home run in the sixth inning. So that was really cool to see Mookie Betts hit a home run, steal two bases, make history. He signs the big contract with the Dodgers after getting traded. It's it's all just every everything being talked about after the game was how in the world did Boston trade Mookie Betts? So it was it was awesome to see Mookie yeah. really p- have an imprint on on this game, and then Clayton Kershaw started the game. He pitched a beautiful game, went six strong innings, only gave up one run, and then then the bullpen closed it out. And then game two happened, and it was the complete opposite. Uh, Rays pitcher Blake Snell, who is a former Cy Young winner, pitched a great game. He had a no hitter going into the fifth inning. The Rays' offense went nuts early. It was a a bullpen game for the Dodgers, who went through seven pitchers total with Alex Wood going the most innings for the Dodgers. He pitched the seventh and eighth eighth innings, so the most innings any Dodger pitcher went last night was two innings. Brandon Lau, uh, he hit two home runs, one off Tony Gonsolin and one off Dustin May both within the first five innings and the Rays were up five to nothing at that point after his second home run and then in the bottom of the fifth inning Chris Taylor answered with a two-run homer uh for himself and then the Rays answered right back uh to score a run in the sixth inning so going into the sixth inning for the Dodgers it was six to two Will Smith comes up to hit a home run making it six to three in the sixth inning. And then NLCS MVP Corey Seager made it a two-run game in the bottom of the eighth with a home run, Uh, his seventh of the postseason, which is the most by any shortstop in postseason history. So two Dodgers have already made history this postseason, which is kind of cool. But ultimately, it wasn't enough. The Rays ended up tying the series after the first two games. And then tomorrow for game three on Friday, it's Walker Bueller for the Dodgers. On the mound and Charlie Morton for the Rays. Uh, Tyler, I know you got a chance to catch Game Two for sure because uh, your boy Blake Snell was on the mound. How, how was that for you?
1: Yeah, first of all, shout out Mercer Island, UW kid. uh Blake Snell's a stud. Obviously, uh, that was like my my you know him playing the Dodgers World Series. Obviously, that was interesting to me to watch, and he was dealing and and, and but but you know they pulled him at the right time. Uh, I I think that the Rays like stole the game. You know, I think the Dodgers are clearly the better team. Yeah, now. the
0: Rays the Rays play had to play a perfect game last night to win, and the Dodgers still had a chance because their offense is yeah. just so potent.
1: Yeah, that's yeah that was kind of that was kind of what stood out to me was like Dodgers still looked pretty nasty even in the loss. Um, so. Uh, it, 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 was, uh, it was a good game to watch, especially because, you know, the Rays won, so I just happened to catch kind of like probably the most, uh, you know, I, I assume Dodgers win the next three. So uh, Oh, you got the Dodgers it. in five? Well, I, th- I honestly thought they were going to sweep. Once I saw kind of, you know, uh, the na- the names, on, you know, because I'm not a big baseball guy, but I know the big names. And then to see the salary cap and see that, you know, I know money doesn't buy a ring, but what was it, Buki, Mookie, Mookie Betts and the Bellinger, I think. No, uh, Kershaw. They, they just, is it Kershaw Yeah. And so the way – They're getting paid. Yeah, the way it's
0: prorated with the, the COVID-19 salaries and, and the shortened season, Mookie Betts and Clayton Kershaw combined uh, make more money than the entire Rays uh, team payroll. So that's quite an interesting fact.
1: And then uh, I loved watching the the uh, the redhead kid. His name's escaping me Dustin now. May. The pitcher, man, that kid, that kid's like, just makes it look easy, dude. Like he, you know, there's there's pitchers and there's throwers, there's passers and there's throwers. Like this kid, this kid's got it. He can he can do it all.
0: Yeah, he's got gas. I, he's just got to get get under control a little bit better. That that he misses his spots, and that's kind of what screwed him uh, on the home run
1: no and i and he was pissed oh uh, yeah his instant reaction but man i I mean he he was throwing gas it was crazy
0: yeah so i mean i tyler you said you had the dodgers in five you thought they were originally going to sweep uh obviously uh i originally thought the dodgers were going to win the series in six so i i still think the rays find a way to get one more um i hope that we don't have to go to Game Six because I know Clayton Kershaw is scheduled to start Game Five. So if if the Dodgers could win Games Three and Four and and have Clayton Kershaw going in Game Five with a chance to to win the World Series and and truly truly get the the monkey off his back, that would be something special.
1: Yeah, i I, I think they're I think they're primed to make it happen it, with, the co- with the shortened COVID season. Um, I just think that the the better team is going to win yep all right you gotta it, it was set it was set up for the race to make a run you know what i mean it only it only hurt the dodgers and the dodgers stepped up in what they went 40 out of 60 games or whatever it was
0: uh they were 43 and 17 and then coming into the world series they were 52 and 20 with only losing yeah, one series yeah. for the entire year
1: yeah. yeah so i mean this would be like kind of their mid-season peak right now you know so, yeah, and the uh, Rays, the,
0: the Rays got, got to get their credit though. They were the best team in in the American League all year, and it probably was to the advantage of of a COVID shortened season. But that's that's just the way the cookie crumbles.
1: Yeah. Yeah. exactly. I, I don't know if they would have, in a normal year, been able to sustain that success. And you might see a different team match up with the Dodgers. That might be a tougher matchup. But I think the Dodgers are, or and, and Clayton's finally going to get this shit done. Yep.
0: All right, you got a shout-out before we get out of here?
1: Nah, man. I think we, we covered it all. Uh, it was it was magic, but I said what I needed to say.
0: Yeah, no. I, I definitely wanted to make sure that we talked about that uh, on its own. But uh, for me, I'm going to shout-out my grandpa, Papa Don. Uh, last night I got to do something I've never done before. I, I got to watch a World Series game with him for the first time ever. And uh, I got to celebrate his 80th birthday with him as well last night. So that was special, even though the Dodgers lost. It's, it's something I've never done with him, and uh, you don't always get that chance. So it's, it's something I'll remember forever. So, all right, with that, that wraps up this episode of the Sports Kingdom Show. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, the iHeartRadio app, or wherever you decide to listen to the Sports Kingdom Show so you can stay up to date on the newest episodes of the show. Don't forget to follow at TSK Show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Follow all of us at the Duke of Sports, at Tyler Pacholke, and at Jacob double underscore Gonzalez. We appreciate you all so much for listening. Stay tuned for the next episode of the TSK Show. Peace.